Live well, bank well at Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. At Affinity Plus, the approach to banking is different because they focus on people, not profit. They serve members with care, excellence, and integrity, built on a solid foundation since 1930. The Affinity Plus not-for-profit cooperative structure allows members to receive maximum benefits while experiencing outstanding service. By and large, members of Affinity Plus love this credit union. And Affinity Plus loves the communities they serve. And they are a strong community partner working very hard every day to support the people, businesses, and relationships that exist in their communities. Visit Affinity Plus at the Brainerd Lakes branch in Baxter to learn more. Or just have a chat and some free coffee. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today we're going to talk about the 2020 Census. Our guests today include Nate Rose, who is the GS coordinator with Crowing County, and Carl Samp, executive director of the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation, and also a member of the Complete Count Committee here in Crowing County. Gentlemen, first of all, welcome back to Community Focus. Thanks for having us. Appreciate yes, thanks. it. Thanks, Kenneth. We're getting closer, aren't we, Nate? Yeah, we definitely are. We're partway through January, and April 1st is coming quick. So for our listeners that maybe haven't experienced a census before, uh, don't know what they're about to get, uh, let's, let's remind all our listeners how the census actually works, first of all. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so the, the importance of the census is uh, to count everybody within the county, within the United States. And so one of the goals is to make sure that everybody's counted in Crowing County. And that's why we created the Complete Count Committee um, to kind of promote uh, participation in the census and help them recruit uh, workers uh, to go out and actually help count those citizens. So, yeah, we're doing quite a bit of work, especially ramping up to April 1st. Yeah. Now, for most citizens, and I think Minnesota has got a pretty good track record, uh, don't we fill out the census forms ourselves online, if you will, and just take care of it on our own, right? Correct, yeah. We're trying to get about 80% uh, response rate with the digital form. Uh, Mid-March, you'll get a postcard in the mail, and then you can fill out your census form online, and then you get reminders uh, about four reminders after that to fill it out online. So they're really encouraging that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't respond online, then you'll get the paper form. And if you don't respond to the paper form, then an enumerator will visit your house, basically. So wow. that's kind of the, the rough process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There is an option to fill out on phone phone as well. for Right. So you could yep. pick up the phone and call. That's correct. And uh, get the information that way as well. That's right. So yep. a lot of options. Uh, it's very important that we all do this yes. because of, well, there's money involved, yes. there's representation involved. Right. Yeah, I'll talk a little bit about uh, the importance. So, well, first off, it's, it's in the Constitution that we'll complete a census every 10 years. And it's really our nation's largest civic mobilization uh, outside of going to war. Uh, as a nation. so um, And we want to make sure that the results are fair and accurate and reliable. So uh, what's important is that uh, federal dollars for a variety of different things are distributed based on the census, roads, hospitals, uh, education, different things. So really it's like uh, $15.5 billion comes to Minnesota uh, from 55 different federal census-driven programs. Uh-huh. And it 
basically accounts to every person counted is worth about $2,800 per year or $28,000 over the 10-year period. Hmm. So, you know, if we miss 100 people here in Crow Wing County over the 10 years, that's almost $3 million not bouncing around our businesses in this community. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it really is a important thing that people do complete their, their census forms and that we get as complete account as possible yeah. uh, from that. And then, of course, there's representation in Congress and electoral votes. Mm-hmm. So uh, the last census in 2010, Minnesota got the very last uh, House of Representatives seat, the 435th seat. Mm -hmm. And uh, right now we're projected at 437. So um, that puts us uh, Mm -hmm. at risk of losing that eighth congressional seat and our 10th electoral vote. We'd go down to to nine electoral votes in the presidential election and uh, lose that seat in Congress. So uh, we're on the bubble. So it's very Mm -hmm. important that Minnesota gets as complete a count as possible. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of myths that circulate about the census. Uh, some people worry about security. Oh, this is Big Brother, just finding out where I am. Nothing could be further from the truth, is it? That's correct, yes. Uh, it's secure. Your data is secured by Title 13, and so not even the White House can have access to your census data. So they want to make sure that people feel comfortable filling out the census and not afraid, and including children is kind of the, one of the undercounted parts of the census and so they just want people to feel comfortable while filling it out yeah and uh, uh, we uh, besides that there is uh, the question of citizenship mm-hmm. and that will not be on the census correct correct that won't be on the census we're gonna have the short form so that'll be mostly I actually have a form here so it's gonna be uh, how many people are living in the house and then for each person in the house it's gonna be the the person's name gender age and then race is essentially it so that's it that's it okay pretty simple it really is when you think about (laughs) it yep yeah now uh, go ahead carl well i was just going to say one other thing i failed to mention about the importance is there's a lot of businesses that really rely on census data Mm -hmm. to determine whether they're going to locate a business absolutely uh, in a community or not Mm -hmm. so uh, from a a business standpoint an economic development standpoint it also has uh, that importance as well so um you know, just another reason to complete that work. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Now, let's talk about these uh, census takers, uh, because you said once we get past all these notices, <laughs> someone will come to your door. Who are these people? <laughs> yes, we're actually looking for a number of employees right now, or I should say the Census Bureau is looking for these employees. Uh, so for 2020, the projection was they wanted 682 applicants. Uh, right now we're about 60% there. Um, okay. I was talking to you guys earlier, the pay rate went from $14 to $19 an hour within Crow Wing County. Mm-hmm. So if you get one of these jobs, you get paid $19 an hour. So that helped um, the recruitment rates. And okay. so we're just trying to fill the rest of those applications. Um, and I can give you the address to apply if you'd like. Sure. Uh, so the website is 2020census.gov forward slash jobs. And there's a number to call, too, if you have need help filling out your form or you just have questions. That's 1-855-562-2020. And so those are the best ways to get uh, connected with the census. And, yeah, we really encourage you to help out, help out the community. Um, and to you're make getting sure paid. It's not county. a volunteer thing. You get paid. Yep, that's yep. a great point, Tess. Yep. Um, 
It's uh, you're earning extra income. Um, you receive paid training, and it's flexible hours. You know, so it works well for students, uh, retired people, um, mm-hmm. anybody that's looking for just some extra income. So. And most of it is part-time work. So, yeah. and once again, very flexible around your schedule. Couple hours a day. A couple. I mean, really, can is it weekend stuff too, or is it just? Yeah, weekday? they said you can basically set your schedule. Cool. Kind of what works for you. So. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yep. Neat. Uh, so those uh, those census takers are still needed at this point. Yep. Uh, and so we're doing some work uh, around recruitment um, within the community. Uh, we had one event at CLC, the Community Lakes College, um, and we had a census worker there that was helping recruit employees. Um, and we're looking at other additional recruitment efforts at the Braided Library. And within our committee, we're looking at other locations, too. All right. Now, uh, is there a deadline to sign up mm-hmm. to become a census taker? Uh, there isn't a deadline, but the, the main time frame they're looking at is um, training starts in March. So I would say probably by the end of February would probably be your best. Mm-hmm. They haven't given us like a hard and fast deadline. Um, and then the work in the field begins in April and concludes the end of July. So that's kind of the time frame you'd be looking at. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, getting back to the census, uh, we live in a community that has a lot of seasonal residents, and some of them may even move out of state for a few months. Yeah. Explain how that works, <laughs> how because that really for anyone, well, I'll let you explain. Yeah, that's a great question, Ken. Um, so in our committee, that's what we've been talking about quite a bit, is we, we started meeting in early 2019, and so we wanted to get information out to them before they left Minnesota. And so what we're trying to do now is set up a web page and we can put information out there to let them know if you live in Minnesota at your um, at your house here, most of the time, then you'd be counted here. Um, so we want to make sure everybody that lives here, say 55% of the time, we want them to be counted here versus mm-hmm. in their southern location. And so yeah, we're looking at putting information on the website to encourage people to fill out the form here okay. when they come back. And so one of the things that we talked about is, you know, we were worried April 1st they might not actually be here, especially if we have a long winter. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, <I> say it. <laughs> um, but then, you know, if they get the form April 1st and they don't fill it out, then they have time into, like, June and July to fill it out. So there's time there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because uh, that was kind of my next question, too, with that, uh, the seasonal residents, when they come back, the census is started, but you'll have until the summer to yep. get the information filled out. Correct. And if you haven't completed it, you're going to get numerous reminders, and that's one of the things that uh, employees will do is help, um, you know, get the word out, like in apartments and things mm-hmm. like that, and reminder notices. and yeah. Uh, and I think it's the fourth notice, reminder notice, you'll get actually a paper copy then Correct. Of, of the census at that time. What and an undertaking. if you don't complete that and get it in, then you're going <laughs> to yeah. get a visit from an enumerator um, to help encourage you to fill that out and work with you to do that. And there's help if you don't have access online and want to go to the library to utilize a computer, you'll be able to do that and um, other senior centers or whatever um, and go to places like that. So Yeah. Hmm. And uh, I would think that uh, maybe kids, parents who do that, uh, you know, 
winter travel down to warmer climes can remind them how important it is to be counted in the state they live in the most because it means, like you mentioned before, dollars and representation, which is very important. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's a great point. Yeah, everybody should be encouraging everybody else to go ahead and do it and, and, you know, dispel the myths that are out there that, uh, you know, it's not going to be used to track you. So Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. In fact, uh, at one of our meetings, I know, I I believe Jeff had a great story about one of our presidents or or somebody for security reasons wanted to get census data for Washington, D.C. when uh, one of the presidents was uh, going to be giving a speech away from the White House. And uh, the Census Bureau, uh, they said no. That's right. They Mm -hmm. just turned down the request. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. which is what they are chartered to do. Yeah, yeah. Secured under that Title 13 uh, basically only gives the Census Bureau access to that information, and they only use it for uh, distributing the, the funds and the representation, as Carl talked about. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. Yep. So yeah. be counted. <laughs> Make sure you are counted. Stand up and be counted. That's right. <laughs> we, we live in a society, too, where sometimes we have, um, well, maybe there's uh, one of the teenagers in your family has someone living in the basement with you. I mean, it's just uh, the way the times are. Yes. Um, if he's there for a significant time, count him. Uh, explain how that should work, because, again, it's important that everybody be counted. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so the way the Census Bureau looks at it is where you live most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're living at a friend's place or you're just staying with a relative, uh, you're going to be counted at that location. Um, if it's just, say, like a weekend stay or something like that, and you happen to be there at that time, then you wouldn't be counted there. It'd be where you live most of the time. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. And it was interesting. Yesterday we had, uh, there was a meeting coming up right after, I believe today is the day that uh, homeless folks in Minnesota are being yes, counted. It is. Yes. Yep. And mm-hmm. so they were setting up for, uh, LSS was setting up for their youth homeless program and uh, got connected with the census worker there because they will reach out and come out to places and uh, work with organizations that work with, with folks like mm-hmm. that and uh, help make sure they get counted as well. Yep. Yeah, we're all a, in it. When you think about it, there's a lot of folks that maybe don't have a permanent home and that makes it difficult to count them but uh, it sounds like they're making every effort to do just that yep Mm -hmm. that's correct yeah that's one of the goals of the complete count committee is to get partners throughout the community that we can get more um, widespread information Uh, so we have like Salvation Army we got connected with Maria at the LSS Lutheran Social Services um, that can help us get access to those people, get them information. Mm-hmm. Um, and just anybody else, like we were talking about at our meeting yesterday, just in rural areas, you know, I, I heard uh, the city of Emily said that they felt they were undercounted in the last census. And it's just the location sometimes, too, not yeah. necessarily, yeah. you know, your status. So, yeah. yeah. And our foundation does plan to make some small mini grants to help support uh, efforts like that and maybe in uh, our outlying smaller communities. Mm-hmm. So if they want to buy a little food uh, to help draw people in and inform them about the census and the importance of, of completing the survey, we can help with that type of thing too. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to ask a really silly question, but I'll go ahead and do it because uh, I actually, uh, for our listeners, I think it's interesting information. Uh, for someone who's incarcerated, if they're spending the better part of a year here in the jail at Crow Wing County, uh, they actually count for Crow Wing County the way the law reads, do they not? That's correct. Uh, so what they do in those cases, um, it would be 
jail, prisons, uh, even including hospitals, is they'll find those locations from us. So we'll provide those locations, or if they already know, they'll go there and they'll survey the administrator and get the number of residents staying at that location. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it kind of goes back to how long they're in jail or, you know. So if they're in there for the majority of the year, then they'd be counted at that location. Right. So. Right. That's a good question. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, like I tell third graders when I'm in there, the only stupid question is the one you have, but don't ask. <laughs> so thank you for asking that. Yeah. Well, the reason I asked it, I had heard a story on the news about how at some of the major prisons in the country, there are so many people that are spending time there that are not from that area. But in terms of the census, they are from that area. Correct. It, it makes for some really interesting dynamics for uh, some small towns across America that might have a prison there. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask a stupid one, too, because I have no <laughs> idea, and maybe we don't even know an answer to this. Say someone comes, they take the census, and they know they're going to have a baby at the end of the year, and there's going to be another person in their house. Is that person counted or not? That's a, another good question because um, it came up at our meeting also. Oh, did it? Is that's the significance of April 1st. Okay. Uh, so if the baby's born before April 1st, you would count it at that location. Sure. But afterwards, then you won't. Okay. So that's kind of the cutoff time frame. Yep. So, so April like 1st you, is like the cutoff time for uh, someone who is about to have a child. Yep. yep. So okay. like in your case, you know, if it's going to be born in November, mm-hmm. then you won't count it. For the record, I am not expecting a child, just (laughs) so everybody knows this right now. But I just was thinking. No letters, (laughs) No, no. Well, you can send chocolate, but I'm just kidding. But, yeah, just for anyone who might be, you know, looking at that. That's interesting that that has already been, like, that's how it's considered. Interesting. Okay. So April 1st is the official census day, so. Okay. Interesting. Is there anything else we might have missed that is important for our listeners to know about the census? Uh, yeah, I think uh, some of the work that we're doing in the committee, um, we're starting to get more and more information out there now that it's January 2020. Uh, we're getting information on social media of the importance of the census mm-hmm. and some of the security. Uh, so we're getting that on Facebook and Twitter. And then the members of our organization are then sharing it out to their um, areas throughout the county. Mm-hmm. And so kind of keep an eye out for that. Um, we're going to be having more uh, recruiting events. You can look for that if you're interested in um, getting a job with the census. And then in the future, we're going to ramp up our efforts as a committee before April 1st to get more, you know, comfort with the census and more, you know, more acknowledgement. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll so we'll be I, doing a lot of work around yeah. that. And if somebody would like a speaker to come into a service club or yeah. uh, some group, just get a hold of Nate or myself or, yep. you know, if they know of anybody else on that you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been on the committee, too. So yeah. um, we, we can arrange to have somebody come in and talk. So Okay. And, and you mentioned the website. Can we go there to get more information on the census as well when it comes to just plain information on what's going on? Yeah, for the just information, you can go to 2020census.gov. Um, and that'll have information on there. You can also go to the State of Minnesota Demographic Office. Um, if you put in their State of Minnesota Demographic Office 2020 census, they're pushing a lot of information on their website, too. It's just relevant to Minnesota, so you can check that out. Yeah, and I'll just mention, um, I just uh, had an email exchange with the state demographer yesterday, Susan Brower, and she will be coming up to Brainerd to speak uh, at a Rosenmeyer Center for State and Local Government, oh, uh, we think. Um, we've had a positive indication <laughs> that they'd be interested <laughs> mm-hmm. in that topic. And uh, so we hope to have that 
uh, presentation sometime in March to that first of around that first of April date. Um, and have Susan come up, and she's a very good presenter, so uh, we'll probably also have our, our regional census representative that attends our meetings uh, be a part of that discussion, too. Mm-hmm. So that should be a really interesting uh, Rosemeyer forum, and so folks should watch for that. Go to these, educate yourselves through the official websites. Don't believe things that might start floating around on social media. That's yeah. the biggest thing, you know, these days is to people read one thing and it's you don't know the source and you start believing it just use these websites use these resources we're talking about here today educate yourself and be counted excellent i think most important was the last part be Be counted counted. (laughs) it's very important yeah absolutely all right gentlemen thank you so much for being here today and uh, we'll look forward to uh, getting the information like you say, uh, in the mail or via email about uh, the census we'll be beginning. We'll look for those things in March, correct? Correct. Yep. yep. Thanks, Kenneth. Thank, Thank you. you both, Thanks, Kenneth. Nate Rose is the GS coordinator here in Crow Wing County. Carl Samp is the executive director of the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation and also a member of the Complete Count Committee. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That is today's edition of Community Focus. You can also listen to our Community Focus programs anytime on our website at 1067wjjy.com. That's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. And you can also listen to them anytime on our free downloadable app, which is sponsored by the Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.